Okay, everybody, welcome to episode 78 of Feel Good Friday. We're still here. We're here. We like to drink beer. And uh, damn, did I drink a lot of beer since the last time that we recorded? But hey, what else is new, right? Although this time it was more than usual because it was my birthday weekend. What's up? Uh, the big 3 the dirty 30, if you will. Had a great time. Surprise party on a, I had my second surprise party because you heard about my last surprise party that my, my family threw me. And then there was one with my friends um, last Friday. Beautiful turnout. Lots of, you know, close, close friends. And it was great to see everyone. And then the next night I was like, I want to go out again. So I invited everyone out again. And not everyone that showed up the first night showed up, but some people did. And then some people that couldn't show up the first night showed up the second night. It was just a great time. It was great to see everyone. Um, I felt bad because Finnegan was, was dealing with some sickness while I was trying to have a good time. And, uh, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, damn, I hope Finn feels better. Um, so there was that worry that's usually there when I go out. It's like, should I be with Finn right now? But, um, but I went out and I saw everyone and I shook some hands and, you know, or what's the phrase? Kiss some hands and shake some babies or no, no kiss some babies, shake some hands. Whoops. Uh, but it was, it was really good to see everyone. I had zoo crew. I had old zoo crew. I had people from TJ's. I just had old friends in general, high school, element, you know, grade school, college, all that stuff. So it was really nice seeing everyone. And I appreciate everyone that came out, everyone that bought me a shot, everyone that bought me a drink, everyone that, that just showed up and their presence was more than enough. Their presence was a gift. That's why they call it the present. That doesn't quite work, but you get what I'm, you're picking up what I'm putting down, right? Right? You're picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, anyway, this August was not only my 30th anniversary of mm, life, but there was another anniversary that happened, August 13th, the 20th anniversary of Freddy versus Jason. Round of applause, and uh, there's no one here, so... Uh, just imagine there's a crowd cheering for the 20th anniversary of Freddy vs. Jason. One of my favorite movies of all time. It's a comfort movie. Some would call it a guilty pleasure. I absolutely fucking love it. Uh, I saw it in theaters. I remember we saw it at the Dollar Theater, which was called Harlem Corners. And it was um, it was right by Gertie's. So we would always like see the movie, have popcorn and soda. And then after the movie, we'd go get ice cream. Gertie's was a great uh, ice cream slash shake joint, just literally in the same parking lot as this movie theater. So just lots of diabetes going on. So if I don't have it by now, I will soon, most likely. And those nights are a big part of why. But uh, it was called the Dollar Theater because it would show movies that had been out for a while, but were starting to fade, you know, at the box office significantly. So then they would go to these theaters and you could see them for cheaper so that's where my dad and i saw freddie versus jason saw it in theaters so let's think it was 20 years ago so i was 10 i was 10 when i saw that movie wow wow isn't that something that's something huh that is something it was a beautiful movie um it's a lot of fun it's not like good by any means like there are a lot of bad lines in it and I, i've talked about freddie versus jason before on this podcast i think multiple times at this point but uh, it's just um, it's just a really comforting movie, and it's been 20 years since it came out, and it still satisfies after all these years. Um, 
it's uh, it's just a lot. Of, they make Freddy out to be the bad guy, which is a weird move because it's like Jason actually does most of the killing of people in the movie, but uh, it's still like Freddy's the one pulling the strings. And all the dumb humans are like, we have to kill Freddy first. Jason's cool. What? Jason just killed half of your friend base. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's whatever. It's whatever. Uh, there was a book in 2017 by Dustin McNeil, Slash of the Titans. Great. Great title. Slash of the Titans, The Road to Freddy versus Jason. Um, there, there are a lot of like fan theories out there. Like, Freddy had an affair with Mrs. Voorhees, and, uh, you know, or, like, Freddy was a camp counselor that let Jason drown. Is this where this all started? It's really fun. People go way into it, and I love it. And uh, as a horror fan, it's just, it's, it is the clash of two horror titans. Two horror titans, if you will. Because there are some boobies in that movie. Boobies in that movie. Um, Unfortunately, Kelly Rowland does not. Uh, get naked, but it's okay. It's okay. You got some other ones and we're fine. We're doing okay. So, um, happy anniversary, Freddy versus Jason 20 years. And you still hold strong in my book, in my opinion, I'm sure in the opinion of many others, um, Griffin was actually one of the people that showed up to both nights. And, uh, the first night I asked him, I was like, did you celebrate? And he didn't know what I was talking about at first some fan he is right but uh once i told him i was like 20 year anniversary man freddie versus jason he he started laughing and got all happy and we started quoting it there are a lot of dumb lines in that movie the one that we always go back to is the cop um that pulls up after the kids find the body of the one douchebag guy and literally he's broken in half because jason crumpled the it's wild uh i stabbed him like 10 times too and the cop pulls up and um, he, he just rolls down his little window in the pouring rain. Pouring rain. He said, you kids need some assistance? And then the lady screams at him and says, what the fuck do you think? And the cop is Lachlan Monroe. Monroe, that's the name. I really like that guy. And I wish he was in more stuff. Um, I was watching Freddy vs. Jason one night, probably a couple months ago. And I was like, I wonder what these guys are all up to. And so I started messaging some of them on Instagram to see if I can get any on the podcast. Chris Marquette was the one I thought I could get, uh, or at least I was most excited to get, because he's been, he was in a lot of stuff that I liked. He was in Just Friends. He was in The Girl Next Door. He was in Alpha Dog. He was in, obviously, Freddy vs. Jason. He's been in a lot of stuff. And he reminds me of my buddy Vince, so I think I would have gotten along with him really well. Actually, mostly look-wise, if anything. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that Chris Marquette guy is a douche, and that's why I didn't respond. And Vince is not a douche. I'll tell you that much. But um, Chris Marquette, just one of the, the key players in uh, why Freddy vs. Jason is such a charming, fun horror movie. Again, dumb. Very dumb. Lots of dumb lines. Lots of almost cringeworthy lines in this movie that I really wish they didn't say. But they said them, and it is what it is. And I live with it, and I overlook those dumb lines and just take in the awesomeness of Freddy vs. Jason. It's, there's sex, there's drugs, there's rock and roll, there's violence, there's language. It's such a naughty, naughty movie. Raunchy, if you will. And uh, some would say it was almost the last of its kind when it comes to like that era of slasher 
era, era of slasher flicks. Like, since then, you don't really, you don't really get as, you know, because that was kind of the thing. It was, it was over the top violence and over, and just, I don't know. But whatever it is, I love it. And um, I'm proud of it that it's lasted 20 years and it hasn't been canceled. Even for some of the things that are said in that movie. Yeah, Kelly Rowland calls uh, Freddy Krueger an F bomb. If you know what I'm getting at, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get canceled. You know, an F bomb. Not fuck. The other F word that is arguably worse to say in this day and age. Which is wild, but that is what it is. And uh, if you don't know what I'm getting at when I say that, just watch Freddy vs. Jason. Do yourself a favor. Watch Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, see what I'm talking about. And then, like, Freddy kind of responds a little racist, which, you know, why are we surprised a child killer slash molester slash now serial killing demon is racist? Were we hoping that he wasn't going to be? Were we like, well, at least he's not racist. And then he says, how sweet, dark meat. And everyone's like, oh, fuck, he's racist, too. Now nah, I really don't like him. Um, no, I just think he thought it was funny. But I'm not going to sit here and defend Freddy Krueger, just like I didn't defend Morgan Wallen when that whole thing came out. Morgan Wallen, by the way, shaved his mullet. Now he kind of looks like a penis. He looks like country Fred Durst. There was a side-by-side, and they were almost wearing the exact same outfit. It was kind of wild, but <sighs> this isn't about Morgan Wallen and his new penis look. This is about Freddy vs. Jason. Happy 20th anniversary and happy 30th anniversary of life to me. That's the intro. Welcome to episode 78. It's just me today. I'm sorry. It's another one of just me, but I feel confident that I have enough topics to talk about that I will entertain you. I will keep you focused. I will keep you engaged and I I will keep you uh, satisfied or uh, happy, fun, keep you laughing. Well, Okay, that'll do it for the intro. For the intro, don't worry. I'll be back. I gotta stop. I'm getting why, why can I never fade? Like I have to get the ending down right, at least by episode 100. I'd prefer to have it down by episode 80, but by episode 100, I better have the endings to these segments right. I have to be like, all right, we'll be right back. Uh, don't touch that dial. Well, that's like a remote control thing, so that's a throwback. No one does that anymore. I'll say, all right, we'll be right back, everybody. Don't you go anywhere because I'm going to talk about dicks and pussies. Probably not, though. But, you know, maybe that'll keep them interested if I claim that I'm going to talk about that. They'll be like, well, I want to hear about wieners and vaginas. <sighs> God, I'm a moron. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 78 of Feel Good Friday. No, we're not about to talk about dicks and pussies like I mentioned at the end of the intro, but we're still here. We're still live and kicking. Shout out to Nonpoint. Excellent band. Used to listen to them a lot back in the day. My buddy T-Mask got me into them. Miss that guy, too. Haven't seen him in a minute. We used to do rap shows together. We used to perform together. We would write, we would record, then we would play 2K or Madden, then we'd get drunk, and then we'd have bonfires, and then it'd be, huh, man, we had some days. We had some days. 
fun times. Miss that dude. Hope he's doing well. Nonpoint, one of those things where I don't really listen to them anymore. If they're on, I'm not going to turn them off, but I'm not the one turning them on, you know? But if they're already on, I'm not turning. You you get it. You're picking up what I'm putting down, right? Right? For sure. All right. Um, so we are back. We're not talking about uh, private parts. Not just yet. Instead, I wanted to talk about a professional athlete, a, uh, a rather good professional athlete, rather skilled some would say he's a bit of a star, him and his bro, the Bosa bros. There's Nick Bosa on San Francisco. Then there's Joey Bosa and the Los Angeles Chargers in the powder blue with the Justin Herberts and the Keenan Allens and Austin Ecklers and whatnot. Joey Bosa is a vital part of that defense. Story came out about him recently. In fact, it was August 10th that NBC Sports published said story. And I'll, I'll read you a paragraph from it, <coughs> from it, <coughs> from it. Almost sounds like a frog from it. That was dumb. What am I, five? All right. Bosa said he eats 4,500 to 5,000 calories a day and is trying to bulk up to get stronger and harder yeesh, for offensive linemen to move. Bosa weighed in at 269 pounds at the 2016 scouting combine, but he said he has lost weight during his NFL career in an effort to get quicker. And he played last year at about 250 pounds. So now he's trying to eat 4,500 to 5,000 calories a day. Schefter posted this. ESPN posted this on the Instagram. I saw it. People were like, whoa, that's, you know, that guy's really trying to bulk up. It's bulking season. He's accumulating mass. Ha, ha, ha. I'm not impressed. All right? Call me Shania Twain because that don't impress me much. All right? 4,500 to 5,000 calories a day. Welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. 4,500 to 5,000 calories a day can be called, that could be, that could be the title of my book. Could be 4,500 to 5,000 calories a day. The Joe Kruger story. I'm not impressed. Now, I'm sure the calories that we take are different. A lot of mine come from pizza and wings and soft pretzels and Skittles. Maybe some Pop-Tarts in there. Just a variety of things that are Widely recognized as not healthy. Bosa, probably in a different boat. Although I've been hearing a lot of NFL players that he can't... Stop speaking of the NFL. Uh, sorry about that. Hope I don't get sued. That was the ESPN jingle. Um, a lot of NFL players, like he can't... Like DK Metcalf says he eats a bunch of candy. Obviously, Marshawn Lynch was huge with the Skittles. So maybe Bosa eats a lot of candy. So we we have that in common. I'm just saying, like... If, like, me and Joey Bosa have something in common, you know? So let's, we both love football, obviously. We're both white. We got that going. Our names are Joe, Joey, Joseph, whatever, you know, some form of that. We're in the Joe universe. And we both eat a bunch of calories a day, literally thousands of calories a day. So, if you do a side-by-side, or if you even just talk about it, what is the difference between me and Joey Bosa? I'll tell you. He plays for the Los Angeles Chargers, and I work at Trader Joe's. Other than that, there are no differences between me and Joey Bosa after this story got leaked. That was the confirmation that I needed. It's given me a lot of confidence. You know, now I kind of look at it, and I'm like, oh, it's 4,500 to 5,000 calories a day. That's considered impressive. I could easily be an NFL player if uh, if I wanted to, if I really you know, put my heart and soul into it back when I was uh, <clears throat> in my, my prime. I'm 30 years old now. I think I'm 
that's technically considered over the hill, although with, you know, all the medicine and stuff out there, maybe I could make a comeback, but I doubt it. I'm going to probably take it easy and not try out for the NFL, but, but it's good to know that I could if I wanted to. Yeah. So I got that going for me. Um, speaking of the NFL, preseason is well underway at this point. Um, Bears... I don't know. Like Fields, the first game, he he went three for three with like 162 yards. Sounds amazing. Great stat line, right? Air yards was about negative seven. Because basically what he did was he threw two screen passes, one to DJ Moore, one to Khalil Herbert, and both of them scored just on the screen pass. I think DJ Moore's was like for 62 yards. Khalil Herbert's was for 40-something. The last pass, I'm not sure what happened. But... You know, he, he is whatever. It's whatever. Um, Tyson Badgent is our third stringer. I believe third string. I think it's either him or Peterman. He looks great. People want him to be the second stringer because P.J. Walker did not look great. But again, it's preseason. Everyone overreacts in the preseason. You know, you see George Pickens make a great catch and everyone's like, George Pickens is the next Justin Jefferson. Mark my fucking words. Blah, 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 blah. Like, you know. Or, you know, people see Tyler Badger play well, and they want him to be the second string. It's like he's playing against a third-string defense. Okay, you get what I'm saying? Like, these things happen. These things Third-stringers typically perform well against other third-stringers. Now, I'm curious as to, like, which side of the ball perform, like, would perform better. Like, would a third-string defense perform better against a third-string offense, or would it be the other way? Or does it even matter since they're both third-string? Maybe I'm thinking about it too much. These are the things that run through my mind. Until football actually starts, I'm reaching for, you know, material and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so preseason is well underway. Um, Deuce Vaughn looks like a revelation in Dallas. Tony Pollard's probably shaking in his little spiked boots. Because, um, you know, cleats, that's what football players wear. I was just going to say shaking in his boots, but then I thought I'd throw in, you know, spiked because – Football players wear spikes, and um, it wasn't even that funny of a joke, even if it did land. So I regret that entirely. Hey, what else is new? Um, God, there's there's a lot. The Steelers look good. Uh, yeah, Steelers actually went three and zero, so everyone's on their hype train. The Commanders broke the Ravens' preseason win streak. They hadn't lost a preseason game since like 2016, maybe even 2015, and the Commanders broke that. So big W for the Commanders. Um, Maybe the like it might be the biggest W they get all season. I don't know. It's possible, but uh, good good for them. I'm a, I'm rooting for them. I would love to see the Commanders kick some ass. I'm a big Jahan Dotson fan, so I'm hoping he blows up. Not literally. I uh, you know hope he remains intact physically and plays very well. You know, you always get nervous when you say certain things. Like, the, just the term, like, hey, go break a leg. Like, you don't say that to an athlete because they could really break their fucking leg at any moment. So, but uh, hope Jahan Dotson plays well. Which Jahan, when we were drafting the other day, Donnie didn't know that his name was Jahan. He thought his name was John. Uh, it's Jahan. But then I was like, yeah, it kind of sounds like a bro saying John. Like, Jahan, what's up, buddy? So, something like a little Polly Shore. Jahan, buddy, the leaning tower of Chisa. Um, we'll see. Hey, and there's Hadley making her annual appearance on the podcast. If you hear her in the background, uh, anyway, yeah. So preseason 
every day we're a little bit closer to the regular season, and that makes me happy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm ready for disappointment. I'm ready for the Bears to just not be that great. Uh, so that way I can't be disappointed when they're not that great. If I'm ready for it, then I'm not going to be disappointed, right? Right? Wrong. I was like that for the Sox this year. I was like, hey, the Sox aren't going to be that great. I'm going to you know, ignore all these expectations and all these headlines that are like, Sox could be World Series favorites. I'm going to ignore all that. And then I did, and I had low expectations, and they somehow underperformed that. So uh, being a Chicago sports fan, not easy. Not easy. You're just filled with disappointment, and then you drink it off, and, uh, and then life goes on, and then the finish, you know, the season ends, and you're like, well, you know what? We'll rebuild. We'll get some free agents and uh, work on developing our players, and, and that's it. And that goes on for years until you win a random championship, unless you're the Blackhawks or the Bulls in the 90s, and then, uh, and then it's back to it. 05 was such a fucking outlier for the White Sox. I don't get how it even happened. It's, it's wild thinking about it. But anyway, um, one more thing. Actually, you know what? We'll, we'll wrap up this segment. We'll be, we'll be right back because I got a couple things about the WWE that I want to mes- mention. A couple wrestlers that I wanted to talk about. Um, a couple of my favorites. And one's a celebration and one is a uh, not a celebration. We'll just say that. So I'll be right back. Stick with me, all right? All right, everybody, and we're back. Episode 78 of Feel Good Friday, EP.78, FGF, LFG. You know the drill. You know how it goes. You know what we do here. We are back. Um, like I said, there was a couple, uh, there was some WWE stuff I wanted to talk about, formerly known as, the artist formerly known as WWF. Um, I used to watch it back when it was WWF. I watched it when it became WWE, but it just, it wasn't quite the same like it was like the end of the attitude era it was the end of the pg-13 tv-14 stuff um and then i started slowly fading out but i I gave it a good run even after it became wwe however since i got i I got way out of it way out of it like stopped watching it completely and then i got peacock great streaming service adding like apparently over 100 horror movies for halloween this year, which I'm super duper stoked about. Love me some spooky season shenanigans, such as adding a hundred horror movies to your queue. Um, they have a deal with WWE. So all the WWE stuff is on Peacock, including old pay-per-views, the newest pay-per-views, the regular SmackDown, Raw, NXT shows, old WCW stuff, ECW stuff. It's great. Documentaries. The list goes on and on. It's WWE everything. So I did, you know, a little trip down memory lane. I went through some stuff. And then I started, you know, learning about some of the new people, new-ish. And uh, now I just watch the pay-per-views. I don't watch the weekly show. But I do watch the pay-per-views because it's free on Peacock, so I might as well do it. You know, it's WrestleMania. It's SummerSlam. These are awesome fucking things, so why not? So I give them a shot. And uh, there were a couple guys that, that... are new one's very new like one just blew up i guess he's been doing it for a while but he just blew up the other one blew up a while ago but he became big after i got out of it so to me he's new in my book he's one of the new ones um so in the the last segment i said there were two wwe people i wanted to talk about there's actually three and we'll start with the sad one it's bray wyatt um aka wyndham rotunda 
He was 36 years old and he passed away. Apparently it was a sudden passing. Triple H announced and Triple H announced it on Twitter. Triple H, aka the uh, chief content officer, Paul Levesque. And I, I hope I, you know I've never actually said his name out loud. His real name has always just been Triple H or Hunter Hearst Helmsley, but whatever. Um, he put out a tweet on Twitter, or I'm sorry, X, the app formerly known as Twitter. And said, just received, a call, just received a call from WWE Hall of Famer Mike Rotunda, who informed us of the tragic news that our WWE family member for life, Wyndham Rotunda, also known as Bray Wyatt, unexpectedly passed earlier today. Our thoughts are with his family, and we ask that everyone respect their privacy at this time. So people were like, what's going on? Obviously, you want to know what happened. That's like the first, you know, it's sad at first. It's a blow to the heart if you're a WWE fan. I particularly liked this guy. I liked his shtick. I liked his gimmick, and uh, he was fun to watch, you know? He was a big, bulky dude. Not like super tall, like just kind of this round, like cannonball-looking guy. And uh, the dre- he, he was a... Gnarly looking dude and uh, really skilled and former WWE champion. He had the Fiend bit for a while and the uh, Bray's Playhouse or whatever it was. So, and I know he was he he made a slight comeback, did some promos, did a match. Uh, Money in the Bank? No, something else. A few pay per views pay per views back. He did a match. It was like this blacklight match. It was really cool. Um, and they were saying that there was a lot of positive progress towards the return and his recovery, but he suffered a heart attack, heart attack. And then someone was saying that he got COVID earlier in the year and that that can be attributed to the sudden passing as well. Uh, he just hasn't been the same since that. Um, unfortunately people are probably going to hear that he had COVID and, you know, just use this as an excuse to be like, see, I told you if you get the vaccine, you're fucked, blah, blah, blah. And that sucks because this guy was 36 years old. He's only six years older than me. So even that is a scary thought right there. But um, people are going to use his death as a way to be like, you know, anti-vaccine, anti-COVID. And that that sucks. That's very selfish of them and, and in my opinion, very wrong. But it is what it is. I am uh, I am saddened by this news because I was looking forward to his return. I, I never got to see him in his prime. So I was looking forward to seeing... Like the one true match that I saw of him of him was the uh, the Blacklight match against LA Knight, um, which leads me into my next WWE superstar. So again, RIP Bray Wyatt. But um, enough of the sad shit. I don't like the sad shit. I like the positive shit, and LA Knight is the positive shit right now. <sighs> Let me talk to ya with everybody saying LA Knight. Yeah, dummy. Oh my God, he is great. He, he gives a hell of a promo. Um, he's this cocky. He's a handsome dude. And he's, you know, apparently he's like 40 or something like that. Currently right now he's got a beef with The Miz. That's what's going on there. He's he's awesome. Uh, he's skillful in the ring. He does a lot of cool shit. Um, and he's finally, he's 40, like I said, he's 40 years old. He's not he's not one of the young rookies or anything like that. Like he's he's up there. But he's getting his his moment right now. Um, he might make a push. I don't know. Like I said, right now he's beefing with the Miz. Let's see what happens after that. After the next pay-per-view, I'm sure they'll face off. Hopefully the Miz will put him over and, uh, and then we'll, we'll see what goes on from there. I think an LA Knight, Seth Rollins thing could be in the future, like for the world heavyweight championship. 
I think Seth Rollins still has that. Like I said, I'm not completely sure. I don't keep up. Um, maybe even a Roman Reigns thing. The fans absolutely love this guy. It's fucking electric whenever his music hits. L.A. Night. And then the fucking bass drops in. And it's sweet. So if you don't know this guy and you're a wrestling fan at all. Used to be R now. Look up some of this guy's clips. He's very awesome. He's funny. He's uh, he's just cool. He's a cool dude. And, uh, and uh, he reminds me of The Rock, kind of. You know, the way, he, the way he does his promos. I'm not saying he's the rock. That's like saying like a you know rookie quarterback reminds you of Tom Brady or Joe Montana or something like, yeah. He's not the rock, but he reminds me of him. There's shades of the rock when, he, when he's cutting his promos. It's very cool. And personally, I want to be like him when I grow up. When I hit 40, I want to be saying with everybody saying, oh, I want to, what would I say? What would my version of that be? With everybody saying, Joseph. Kruger, no, that doesn't sound good. With everybody saying, Joe. No. Well, got to work on that next. But LA Knight, man. Uh, he is, he's the hot thing in WWE right now. My buddy Brandon texted me and said he is the number one merch seller right now. Like all his merch is flying off the fucking shelf. It's the dude. He's the dude. He's a dude. You're a dude. She's a dude. We're all a dude. Um, all right. And then the last... WWE thing I wanted to talk about was Edge. Edge, uh, he's he's had an up and down career, a lot of injuries, a lot of stingers, um, had a lot of neck problems. He retired for a while, made a huge comeback at the Royal Rumble. It was very emotional. His music hit; the people went fucking nuts. That was an electric pop for sure. Um, he he's kind of yeah. He's been on and off since he made that comeback. He's made pushes. Big, like, you know, even going against Roman Reigns and all that. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, like, some of the biggest names in the industry. And uh, the other night, it was the 25th anniversary of his premiere, I believe. Like, 25 years of Edge. And he had what could have been, or what may be, his last match. I'm not sure. I haven't seen him do anything since this match. But I know it was in Toronto. Again, 95% sure. It was in Toronto. That's his hometown. And he faced Sheamus. And it was a hell of a match. And again, Sheamus is one who's been in the industry for a while too, not as long as Edge, but definitely a while. So these are two titans as well. Both have been world champion, WWE champion, all that, uh, multiple times. So it was a cool match. They battled it out. Um, and the, it ended with this epic, like, uh, fucking Sheamus was going for the brogue kick, and then Edge, Edge hit the spear and got him. One, two, three. People went nuts. His music is great. That Metalingus song. Um, what did I just say? Metalingus? What's his fucking song? You know his song, right? Am I crazy? Yeah, Metalingus. By It Lives, It Breeds. Um, it has like the really heavy intro and then, On this day, I see clearly. That one? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, his wife and his kids were in the crowd and they were crying and he started crying and then there was like a thank you segment. And now he did this before because he retired before. Um, but, you know, he thought he couldn't do it anymore. So he thought he had to retire. And then once he found out that he could, he came back because he loves wrestling. He loves the WWE, loves the WWE universe. I've seen the shit that he does, a lot of make a wish, a lot of. You know, autograph signings, he stays behind, he signs as many as he can, he takes pictures, he shakes hands, shakes babies, kisses hands, you know what I mean? Um, he's a hell of an athlete, he's probably my favorite wrestler. 
And the thing was, I hated him growing up. Back when I was, back when WWF became WWE, Edge started turning heel. And he had a big thing against John Cena. And I love John Cena, so Edge was like the bad guy. He was just such a good heel, um, but so skilled. Like he, and the spear is just such an awesome move. And he does it so well. He has the iconic one at uh, WrestleMania where he, uh, Jeff Hardy's hanging from the title belt like after he tried to grab it. Ladder comes out from under him. Edge climbs up the ladder and spears him midair, and it's 20 feet up in the fucking air. It's such a cool moment, and uh, Edge is responsible for that. Spearing Mick Foley into uh, like a flaming barbed wire wrapped table. That was amazing. He's he's done a lot. He's the ultimate opportunist, and uh, he he's done a lot for the industry. He's made a lot of memories. He's responsible for a lot of my favorite wrestling memories. Again, that theme song, the you think you know me. Like, when that is, it's great. So, if he is done, I just want to say thank you, Edge, for all the memories you've given. I know you're a big fan of this show. Adam Copeland, I know you're you're a huge fan of Feel Good Friday. Uh, and I am a fan of yours as well. So, the fandom is reciprocated. I hope you know that. And, um, yeah, just thanks, thanks for the memories. Not to quote Fallout Boy or anything, but thanks FR the MRMS or whatever it is. However they fucking spell it, like a bunch of morons. Anyway. All right, so that's my WWE segment. Um, the biggest things, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the biggest thing is Roman Reigns. He's the biggest, he's one of the longest reigning champions. Gunther is going for the longest reigning intercontinental champion. He might make a run for the Roman Reigns title. If he ever loses the intercontinental championship, I'm not sure. Maybe he'll have both. He's a great wrestler. He's super skilled and... Uh, Epic entrance. His entrance against Roman Reigns, that, that would be an epic fucking match. That'd be great. That'd be popcorn shit. So, and it's sad, actually, now that I think about it, because I remember talking to Craig and my buddy Brandon at work, and I was saying, like, maybe it could be Bray Wyatt that goes and tries to take down Roman Reigns again. And, you know, now this happened. Um, so very sad stuff there. But could be Gunther. Um, could be LA Knight. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It probably won't happen until next WrestleMania. I don't want it to be Cody Rhodes. I don't give a shit about Cody Rhodes. I'm sorry. I just don't. Like, he doesn't excite me at all. He seems like a good guy. Seems like a great guy. He's got a neck tattoo that's red, white, and blue. That's a little wild, but whatever. I don't judge people based off their tattoos. Um, he seems like a decent guy. But I don't want to see him uh, take it up. Like, he had his chance. He lost it. I don't want it to be Brock Lesnar. I feel like Drew McIntyre is a push. Um, if anything, maybe, you know, maybe Val Venus can come back and, you know, take it from him. Or the Godfather. Or Al Snow. Or the Blue Meanie. Steven Richards. That'd be a good one. The Hurricane. Stand back! There's a hurricane coming through! Bum! Yeah, that was great. That was my day. Anyway, I'm annoying you now. I get it. Uh, anyway... Thank you all so much. Why am I saying thank you? The episode's not done yet. I'm just taking a break, baby. I'll be right back. Don't you worry. Don't don't change that dial or don't hit that dial or whatever the saying is. Damn it, I fucked it up again, huh? Fucking A. All right, everybody. And we're <coughs> Fuck. <clears throat> Whew. We're going to keep that. Yeah, we're going to keep that. We're keeping the fuck up. We're back. Uh, episode 78, I told you I was going to be back. I don't know why I was wrapping it up like I was wrapping it up before. Um, but this is going to be the wrap-up burrito style, Chipotle burrito style. 
I'm going to keep saying that until Chipotle sponsors me. Until someone from Chipotle or Chipotle headquarters or a big fan of Chipotle who knows a guy at Chipotle or a woman at Chipotle, sorry, uh, hears this and goes, you know, this guy fucking loves Chipotle and he, he brings us up a lot. We should either A, sponsor him or B, sue him. And I really hope they go with option A because I cannot get sued right now. Or you know what? Maybe I'd say, fuck it. Come at me. I got like a couple thousand in my uh, savings account. Take it. Whatever. What do I need it for? You know, I just have a kid, three dogs, my well-being, whatever, whatever. Anyway, uh, Chipotle, please don't sue me. Sponsor me. I'll do you good. Promise. Promise. I get free burritos for life. You get a guy from Tinley Park who has a couple hundred followers, uh, you know, sponsor you or, you know, shout you out on his podcast that... Not even all those couple hundred people listen to every episode. So, seems like a pretty fair deal to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we are back. Now, I know I mentioned my birthday earlier. It's the 30th anniversary of my life. And I know I mentioned, uh, what's it called? The 30th anniversary, or the 20th anniversary of Freddy versus Jason. But it was also another birthday in August, mid-August. One of my favorite actors of all time, Steve Martin. August 14th, 1945, the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Martin, was born. He's born in Waco, Texas. Now, if you do the math, August 14th, 1945 to August 14th, 2023, that makes this man 78 years old. 78 years old, and he's still killing it. He was touring with Martin Short literally last year. He's still making his show with Martin Short and Selena Gomez, Only Murders in the Building. Um, you know, that just came out with a new season. He's still got it. I don't know what he's doing to take care of himself so well. I don't know if he doesn't drink. I think he drinks. I'm pretty sure Steve Martin has partied his fair amount, you know, back in the day. Um, so him and Martin Short, still still killing it. But uh, it is happy birthday, Steve Martin. So I wanted to, you know, give a shout out, send some flowers to one of my personal favorite comedy heroes, one Steve Martin. Um, he's been in a, a bunch of, bunch of movies that I, I mean, he was in SNL, he did his stand-up comedy, I listen to his stand-up all the time, he's kind of one of my inspirations, so, and actually, I had one of the biggest compliments I've ever received at work, a customer, customer, not even someone that I really know, like a customer said, hey, you give off Steve Martin vibes, and, uh, it was, you know, it was kind of like this old school comment, but mixed with new school, because she said the word vibes, and I was like, well, hey, hey, thank you very much, you know. I was doing my little Steve Martin. Um, one of my favorite bits is like, and you probably won't think this is funny because you can't see me, but he would like stand on the stage and he would go to one spot and he would, goes, he would go, well, it's great to be here. And then he would take a step back and he'd be like, it's great to be here. But boy, was it great to be there. And he'd point to where he was just standing. And I don't know why I found that so funny. Um, his Christmas list or his Christmas wish uh, skit from SNL was great. He had a lot of great skits in SNL. There's, I think, multiple best of Steve Martins. I think he leads for all-time hosting. It's either him or Alec Baldwin, but Alec Baldwin killed somebody, so I think we should just give it to Steve Martin, you know? No, I know it was an accident. Alec Baldwin, I know. These things happen. Not really, but they do, but not really. Um, but, I, you know, Steve Martin. I think it's either him, Tom Hanks, or Alec Baldwin. Uh, it's one of them. It's one of them. But those are three huge names right there. 
Tom Hanks, Alec Baldwin, Steve Martin, you put them in a room, that, I like to be a fly on the wall, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's a little Dennis Miller. I love SNL. I do. I still listen to Fly on the Wall, the one with Dana Carvey and David Spade. I just had Shane Gillis on. That was really fun. Uh, I've been compared to him before, too. Again, just the way I talk, not the way I look, because I'm short and fat. He's tall and kind of fat, but whatever. Uh, but just, I wanted to say happy birthday to Steve Martin. I know Steve Martin's a big fan of this show. He listens to it all the time, and he texts me every time an episode comes out, and he's like, Joe, that was the best episode ever. I couldn't even think of anything that funny. Ever. Ever. You're a genius. And I'm like, thank you, Steve. Just uh, let's lay off a little bit, bud. Obviously, that is not the truth. I don't think he listens to this. But if he does, or if someone's listening to this that knows Steve Martin, let him know that I shouted him out. Because uh, I really appreciate that dude and all he's done for comedy and all he's done for me and my dreams. He's uh, he's a big inspiration for me. Cheaper by the Dozen, one and two. Fuck it, I like Cheaper by the Dozen too. I didn't like the remake with Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union. Not because I'm not PC, just because I didn't like it. I didn't think it was that funny, and I didn't think Cheaper by the Dozen needed a remake. You know what I mean? Like, Cheaper by the Dozen 2 was early 2000s, I think 2005 that came out. Or maybe even 2004. Did we need a remake less than 20 years later? Did we? I don't think we did. Those are classic movies, and... As a parent now, 12 kids, it almost comes off as a horror movie, but, uh, oh, that was weird. Sorry, I just had breakfast. Um, Pop-Tarts mm, with whipped cream. Aren't you jealous that you can't eat like me? Don't worry, I'm probably going to die soon. But uh, as a parent, uh, a movie about having 12 kids uh, sounds more like a horror movie, but then there's those heartwarming moments that I'm like, that's, you know, I want to be that kind of parent. I want to be a father. You know, I, I got this. Despite all the struggles and everything like that, at the end of the day, I love my kid and it's entirely worth it. And I would do anything for him and I would go to any length to find him, protect him. I don't know why I said find find him because at the end of Cheaper by the Dozen 1, the kid runs away. And uh, God, that that just sinks me now. Thinking if Finn ever ran away. I can't imagine, so I love that kid so much, and uh, every time he smiles at me, I just want to pick him up and hug him and and hold him um, until he starts crying, because eventually he will. Eventually he'll be like, you know, his way of saying, Dad, fuck off, let me go, I want to play, is he's going to start crying, or even just fussing a little bit, but anyway, Steve Martin, happy birthday, you are the man, and uh, I appreciate you. Appreciate you so much. All right, it's sounding a little creepy now. When I added that appreciate you so much, I feel like that was just kind of going over the line of, you know, where I should have gone. But I love that kind of humor. I love that kind of dad joke humor. Like my favorite SNL members are Steve Martin, even though he wasn't a member, but he hosted a lot, obviously. He hosted so much that he could be a member. It's like Alec Baldwin or Tom Hanks. Um, Steve Martin, Kevin Nealon, Phil Hartman, just these like... You know, traditional delivery that kind of goes like this. And it's like that smooth talking. Um, well, you know, yeah, obviously the great Sandler and Farrell and Farley. But they're not smooth with their humor. You know what I mean? They're they're hilarious, don't get me wrong. But the way that Steve Martin and, uh, and Phil Hardman, of course. Phil Hardman, the man of a thousand voices. Uh, and then Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon, not as smooth. I think Hardman is the smoothest of those three. And uh, that would be a compliment, too, if someone ever said I reminded them of Phil Hartman. Um, rest in peace. So, um, 
But yeah, no, it's I I want to say this now because the older these celebrities get, uh, the more likely it is that they will soon pass away. And obviously it could happen at any time. Bray Wyatt. Also, Terry Funk passed away. Another, uh, an ECW legend, a hardcore legend, Terry Funk. He had some extreme, extreme matches. And I'm going to be honest here. I'm surprised he made it as long as he did. I, I don't know if that sounds mean or whatever. I don't intend it for it. I don't intend for it to sound mean. Um, but the shit that he put his body through, like if, if Mick Foley makes it to that age, I'll be impressed because those are two extreme legends that, that really, uh, push the limits and probably just, just wanted to see what their body could take. So rest in peace, Terry Funk. You are a legend. Uh, obviously Bray Wyatt, like I said, but yeah, no, like they'll do these celebrities get the closer they are, you know, like I saw a picture of Christopher Walken. He does not look good alive, obviously, but does not look good. And it's, it's scary because I love these guys and I grew up watching them and they're responsible for a lot of my, my laughter and my good times and my good feelings, you know? So anyway, I'm rambling as I do. I apologize. Um, you know what? We're not going to wrap it up yet. We're going to take one more break and then we're going to wrap it up with a story that is happening to me currently that I think is accurate, but it might sound crazy to you, but I think it's accurate. And it could be like, you know how I was talking about the fly the other week, like how there were a lot of flies and this might be a remake of the fly, like a hidden camera footage version of the fly. There might be a new remake on its way, and it's not the fly this time, but it is another flying animal. It's a bird. I'll tell you about it later. All right. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, and we're back. We're going to wrap this thing up burrito style. Don't you worry. I'm going to send you on your way, feeling nice, feeling good on a Friday or whatever day you are listening to this. Now, I know... One would assume, one would think that with the name Feel Good Friday, if your podcast is called Feel Good Friday, the episodes should probably come out every Friday, or at least every other Friday, they should come out on a Friday. I gave that up a while ago, people. I tried sticking to it at first. Life just keeps getting crazier and crazier, more obstacles thrown my way, more more hurdles that I have to hurdle. You know what I mean? I'm hurdling hurdles. I'm not hurdly enough for the hurdle club, if you will. Hurdle. Um, so I'm doing my best here. And I gave up on putting it out every Friday. I wanted to at first. I really did. But like I said, things happen and, you know, life gets crazy and you, you do the best you can. And that's all anyone should ever ask of themselves. You do the best you can to deal with the hand that you've been dealt. Deal with the hand you've been dealt. Play the hand you've been dealt. Whatever. You get what I'm saying. So, yeah, the episodes aren't coming out every Friday. Sometimes they drop on a Saturday, a Sunday, a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday. Every now and then, they will come out on a Friday. And that's really cool. I like it when that happens. But it's not all the time. I apologize for the total randomness of this. But uh, it is what it is, people. It is what it is. We keep on rolling. The train keeps on chugging. Choo-choo. You know what I mean? Um, And uh, here we are. Here we are. So... I wanted to talk real quick as I wrap this thing up about a potential sinister movie plot that's going on, or it might not even be a movie. It might just be real life. It might just be this thing that's happening to me that now I have to deal with. I'm dealing with the hand that I've been dealt in this current situation. So I go for a lot of walks, you know, take the girls individually with Finn, one hand on the leash, one hand on the stroller, listen to my podcasts, not my podcast, but 
you know, the podcast that I listen to besides this one, even though this one's really good, I would listen to it if I didn't make it, you know, and I actually do listen to every episode just to try to, you know, look at mistakes that I made and be like, all right, I got to do that better next time. Or, or, Hey, you know, that was a highlight or I could, you know, recommend this part to people if you want to listen to a clip or something like that. Anyway, fucking anyway. So I go for walks all the time and, uh, I've been noticing as I open the garage door, our, our trash cans are right outside the garage door, two recycling, one yard waste, one regular. And every time I open the garage door and step by the trash cans, several birds, like these little birds, they will fly out. Like they're hiding behind the trash cans or something like that. And I've taken the trash can. I mean, obviously take the trash out once a week. So I've taken it out before. There's no nests or anything like that. I don't see any like holes in the ground that they could be burrowing into like a little underground bird fight club, something like that. I don't know what's going on. I'm kind of looking at the, the trash cans too, looking for holes in there. I didn't see any. So I was like, whatever. I'm going for walks and in front of our neighbor's house on the sidewalk, there is a dead baby bird, like baby, baby bird, like no feathers. It's all skin and really gross looking. And I'm sure it fell out of the nest and splat. And it didn't split. Like, it's still together, but, like, it's dead. It's dead. It's a little baby bird. This thing is, like, the tiniest. And then it just hits concrete from about 10, 15 feet up in the air. It's dead. And I felt really bad, obviously, because it's a dead bird. It didn't even get a chance to live. Lifespan of a bird, probably not the longest, but it didn't get a chance to live. It didn't get a chance to experience, you know, whatever life has to offer. Taxes, student loan debt, violence. Mindless violence, all that good stuff. Didn't get a chance to experience any of it. Hit the ground instead. I was like, damn. But I didn't want to pick it up. I was with Finn. I was with the girls. I actually had to like divert the girls away from it so they wouldn't try to like sniff it or lick it or eat it. Anything like that. But now I'm wondering. And, and this is Conspiracy Joe right here. Conspiracy Joe. The, the best type of Joe in some people's opinions. Not my favorite version of me, but it is what it is. I'm thinking this bird died. And now the birds that are hiding in my trash can are trying to, not in my trash can, by my trash can, are attempting to intimidate me. And they're kind of, they're sitting there. And then every time I go by it, they've kind of, they fly away, they scatter. But like, if I could understand bird language, I'm sure they'd be like, yeah, we'll be back, motherfucker. This is a warning. But they keep giving me warnings. They're not actually, they haven't attacked me yet. But I think they're trying to intimidate me because I think that they think since I saw the dead bird and didn't do anything about it, even though I felt bad, I felt sympathy. If the birds are listening to this podcast, they should know that I felt sympathy when I saw the dead bird. I think they saw me look at the dead bird and just get my dog and my son away from it and ignore it. That's what they saw. They, they weren't inside my head. They didn't, you know, feel what I felt. They just think that I'm some heartless fuck that was like, ah, oh, ignore the dead bird. Ignore the dead bird. It's disgusting. Ignore the dead bird. So now they're like, you know what? Fuck this guy. That bird was my son, my nephew, whatever. You know, I don't know how bird families work. Second cousin. Um, and now they're, they're trying to, they're trying to come at me. And um, I got to say, it's not working. I'm not scared. Now, if they come into our house, then maybe it'll work. Then maybe I'll be like, all right, this has gone too far. 
and then I'll buy a flamethrower. Next time I open the garage, light them up. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to burn birds alive. Jesus. But if they start coming at me harder, then it's going to happen. Because right now, I don't know. Like, they've never hung out by the trash cans before. Birds have never hung out by the trash cans before. And now I see this dead bird, and I avoid it, you know, for safety reasons. And uh, now the birds are hanging out by my trash can. I wonder if they're like, that's like their secret hideout. And they're trying to formulate a plot. So then every time I go by the trash can, they're like, oh, shit, he's here. I don't know what's going on. But if I go missing, it was the birds. Okay? It was the birds. Just know that. All right? So I just want to put that out there, that there might be a little bird situation going on, a little bird uh, attempted murder, kidnapping, whatever they're going to do. You know, that maybe they're thinking body for body. You know, even though I didn't kill that baby bird, like the baby bird died, I just avoided it. But maybe they're like, all right, we'll see what happens when you die. We'll see who goes around you in the middle of the sidewalk. And probably no one. I'm really fat. I'm going to take up a lot of the sidewalk and probably some of the lawns on either side. I'm a big dude. So it's going to be hard to get around me. But I feel like they like people would you know, probably call the cops or something like that. But hey. What do I know? Maybe they'd be like, oh, Joe's dead. Whew. It's about time, right? We'll see. Anyway, that's that. That's my dumbass conspiracy theory that you probably were reaching the end of the story and you're probably thinking, damn, he just spent seven and a half minutes saying arguably the dumbest thing that he's ever said. Well, I keep topping myself. Like, I feel like I, I'll say something really dumb and then that'll be, you know, I'm like, all right, that's it. Like, that's, that's as dumb as I could be. And then I say something new, and I just go, wow, you did it again, Joe. You really stepped up. You're a fucking moron. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Thank you for sticking with me even through that dumb shit. I'm sorry this episode took a while to come out, but it's here, and there's another one on the way because uh, it's an emergency one. It's an emergency one. It's not good news, but it'll be out nonetheless. Don't you worry. It's nothing, don't worry, you're not going to be affected by it. It's not like, like seriously, like it's, it's about, anyway, we'll get to it next episode. You'll see what I'm talking about. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you all have a great weekend. College football on the way back. Can't wait. Utah, Florida, uh, Tennessee, Virginia, Florida State, LSU, lots of good games, kind of, sort of. So excited about that. I will see y'all when I see y'all next episode. Can't wait. Can't wait. Goddamn.